Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. And in just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these next few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Welcome to episode 61 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and uh, we're just rolling right along and all kind of good things going on. Uh, So you do need to get out there and get people involved. We appreciate uh, so many of you talking it up and uh, personally, Facebook, Twitter, text, other ways to getting people involved in our Connecting Faith to Life podcast. Keep it up. That's what I have to say. Uh, Once again, today, we're going to be asking the question, what about church in this time of COVID-19? Uh, a lot changed back in March, and many of us don't know if we should come to church. What do we do about church? How do we respond to the church's work and mission and all those things? But there are many opportunities to be the church as we face these times, maybe even what we have said over and over, unprecedented times that we have not even experienced in our lifetimes. So for these last seven or eight weeks, we've discussed the church, our worship, community, participation, our ministry, our discipleship, but we now have to ask the question, does the mission of the church stop because of COVID restrictions? Uh, Pastor, you know what I've heard over and over in these last three months, uh, maybe even longer, uh, you know, I just can't get back into the swing of things. Mm. Uh, things are just not like they used to be. I, I'm just trying to survive now, or, or even I'll get back to doing the work of God once the church starts back up. Well, <laughs> I've gone back to him. I said, you do know the church has started back up, and yeah. much of the same things are still being said. So I think we need to ask the question today, uh, Pastor, what does our mission look like now as a church? Yeah, you're right, Trey. Hey, aren't you thankful that we live in South Carolina? Amen. Wow. Yes, sir. Can you imagine, like right now, here we are in South Carolina, and I, I don't know, I mean, I know there are churches in our area that haven't reopened yet, having mm-hmm. on-campus gatherings. We've been having our on-campus gatherings mm-hmm. since since early May. Yeah. When was it? Was it like Mother's May 17th? Day? I forget when May it was 17th, we opened back up, but we've been open for a while. Yeah. And it's been great. Oh, yeah. We've last few weeks, especially, we've had just really big crowds. We're still trying to do all the things we need to do to keep oh, yeah. ourselves safe, trying to I distance know. as best we can and keep yeah. our hands washed and mask up and all those things. But it's been really encouraging to see the number of people that have come back to Northwood. And we know mm-hmm. there are still people who are waiting a few more weeks or a few more months, and we completely understand that. But it's been very encouraging to see the number of people who've come back. But can you imagine living somewhere like California right now? Wow. California is rough. Man. What they're going through, just the churches in general. The churches are just struggling because of the oppressive government, Mm -hmm. which who would have thought you'd see that in America? It's it's tough. I'm telling you, I I think we're all shocked. We're all a little shocked. I think we've always talked about what if that happened. And it's happening right before our eyes. And we're now seeing it. So. It's, and then you have uh, your son, Ivy, is in Boston. I don't mm-hmm. think they've had near the trouble there that they've had no. in, in California, but still it's been challenging for him. Yeah, much more restrictive. But they've been actually working with the churches much more so. Yeah. Uh, and I think the Catholic influence has really been helpful for Ivy. Because, because the Catholic Church said, hey, we got to open back up. Yeah. <laughs> People need to go to Mass, and that's helped the church as a whole in the Boston area. Yeah, yeah. So has. how long have they been open back up now in, in Boston? Uh, your, I want to say uh, Ivy started back... Okay, this is uh, probably a, a month, month and a half. Okay, month and a half. Maybe. Going pretty well. Yeah, people coming back. Yeah, people are coming back. S- small at first. Uh, I think they're back to about half what they were. Okay, but um, okay. 
you know, that's that's not terrible, I don't think. There's still a lot of people that are uh, still dealing with the government issues. Yeah. And, and um, you know, they're trying to be a little more cautious, I guess. So. Yeah, you think about all that's going on in our nation and how churches across the nation are still struggling to get back into their mm-hmm. facilities, be back on campus. And I think about where we are here in South Carolina. And seriously, I mean, I am thankful that we live in the state of South Carolina. It's not a perfect place, but our governor uh, has been very accommodating Certainly has to, been. to the local church. And I'm very thankful for that because, man, it, it has just been a crazy time. So, Trey, Trey, let me ask you this question. Are you tired? Very why are you tired? You should be just full of life and energy. Why are you tired? It's just, this whole thing has been tough on me. I mean, this whole, it's just tough. It's just a tough time. And, um, I, I think it's almost emotional weariness, yeah. you know, a lot of emotional weariness and, uh, getting up in the morning is just much more hard. It's just been harder in these yeah. last, I don't know. It's just been hard. Well, it's uh, it's been tiring for us here at Northwood because, you know, we have been dealing with the pandemic, but we've also been going ministry full blast. You think about Oh, this, that's true. Yeah, this past Sunday, we celebrated our 50th anniversary here at Northwood and just had a wonderful celebration. And that was a lot of work to get that thing ready, to make sure all the, the, the details were worked out, to host Johnny Hunt, which was a lot of fun. Now, that, it was a tiring weekend last weekend, wasn't it? It was, but that energizes me in a, in a strange sort of way. But yeah, you get, I think it, the physical energy, but I'm, I'm pumped up right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then, and then next week here at Northwood, Northwood, we have the Evangelistic Crusade that we've yeah. been preparing for for about a year. Oh, like, boy, it's that's going to be exciting. We began talking about this and praying about this about a year ago. Mm-hmm. And here we are. It's time. We never thought when we planned a year ago that we would have an evangelistic crusade in the midst of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild, isn't it? I bet you, I bet you, I don't know this for sure, Trey, but I bet you we must be the only church in the country that's having <laughs> an evangelistic crusade in the midst of a pandemic. I have not heard of one, so I would, uh, if so, hey, here's a challenge. If you know of one, let us know. That yeah, would be we'd love to know, Yeah, because I bet we are the only ones that are dumb enough to do it. Wow. Well, I don't know, dumb sword, but how about bold enough? Bold enough to yeah. do it. That's probably a better way to put it. We are. We're trusting God to do a great work in the life of our church over the next couple of weeks as we have Team Impact in to help us to reach our community. We're taking all the uh, precautions we can because of the pandemic, but we're still moving forward. We're still moving forward. So, mm-hmm. so for us this week, like this is the chance, Trey, this week for us to catch our breath just a bit. Just a little bit. Actually, yesterday was great. Yeah, Labor Day. Out. That was good. Because it's going to get really, really busy again over the next couple of days as we look toward this crusade that's coming up. And I can't wait. It's going to be It's great. going to be awesome. Yeah. But here's, here's what I know about this crusade, Trey, that we're about to do at Northwood. And it's going to take a lot of people to pull it off. Mm-hmm. It can't be just me and you. No. That's you think right. about our staff has been working on it. Trey, you've been working on it. Randy, mm-hmm. Logan, you know, our whole staff has been working hard on making this thing become a reality in the life of our community but it's going to take most of the people in our church exactly. to pull this off. It's not yeah. just us doing it. It's not just the guys from Team Impact coming in to, um, you know, do the crusade every night. We we have to have guys that are ready to have the stage clean yeah. after they do one of their feats of strength. We have to have people who are serving as greeters when people come in. We mm-hmm. have to have uh, people who are serving as counselors. It's probably going to take, I think, from our church, what, 75 to 100 people? It has to. At I least to, to Just counselors alone night. is 20, 25 people. Yeah, that's so, crazy. You know. So you think about it. For us to have this event and to do it well, it's going to take a large number of people to do it. It's not just one or two doing the work. It's mm-hmm. a lot of us doing it together to make this thing successful. That's right. You think it about takes it. takes us all. That's, that's how this crusade is going to work. But you and I know this. That's how 
the mission of the church Amen. works in general. It just takes everybody doing their part. This is like a microcosm of what the church is supposed to be a doing. A microcosm of what? Yeah. And that's what I love about these kinds of things, Trey. When we do like a Team Impact Crusade, mm-hmm. when we do our 4th of July event, or yeah. we do you know some of these big events that we're known for in our community for doing, mm-hmm. we do these big events. It's, it's all hands on deck. We talk about this as a staff all the time. It's all hands on deck. Has to be. You get in, you get dirty, you do the work. And when we get in and do the work together... It gets done, and we see people come to faith in Christ, and we see God do great things. So all of these events that we do at Northwood are always a reminder to me that, man, it just takes a lot of people. When we all get together and do it well, God works in just amazing ways in the life of our church. It is amazing. Yeah. I love to see it. And so we're talking about today, here in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, just staying the course, staying on mission. How do we make the most of our church during this time of pandemic? We stay on mission. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us. It's not just the pastor or the pastors. It's not just a few select people in the church. If we all stay on mission together and mm-hmm. just think about what God would accomplish through us. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before too, Trey. We're in a time that people are still five, six months into this pandemic looking for some answers, yeah. looking for some hope. And we know where the answer is. Amen. We know where hope lies. It's in Jesus Christ. And so, man, this is just a, a wonderful time to be reminded. And, and we think about this episode of the podcast today. This is really like a review. Mm-hmm. But we need this review. Oh, I, we need to we review all need to hear it. the basics. We need to be reminded again and again that God has called us to be on mission. Well, I just don't want people to get confused just because the airplanes have quit flying as much and just because we are not going overseas right now right. with our teams doesn't mean that the mission of God has somehow stopped. It hasn't. Um, and so I don't want our people to be confused between mission work and the mission. Right, right, The mission right. never stops. The mission never stops. If anything, we've talked about this before as well, these times of pandemic, these times of crisis, these times of uncertainty should cause us to be even more intentional mm-hmm. in living out the mission of God. Exactly. Because people right now are just super responsive mm-hmm. Uh, to the work of God in their lives because there, there's just so many questions. Man, this is just a great time to you know, really capitalize on what's taking place in our world, Amen. not just with the pandemic, but all the political stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a great time to really talk about the hope that Jesus provides. And real hope only comes in, comes from Christ. Yeah. So we're going to do something today, Trey. We're, it's a review, and we're going to talk about something that we here at Northwood have talked about before. If you're not a part of our Northwood family, this might be new for you, and hopefully it'll be helpful for you. But here at Northwood, we have a dear friend, a dear friend of mine who I've brought to Northwood a couple times now. You know him as well, Trey. You've had opportunities to speak with him on uh, many occasions. Our, our friend Jared, who's an mm. IMB missionary. In fact, he was on the podcast it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, like, so yeah. A couple months ago, we had him as a guest. So if you didn't listen to that episode, go back and, and listen to Jared because he's just a very passionate guy and been up really evangelistically in the areas of evangelism and discipleship. He has been a huge mentor of mine. He has helped me to think uh, through some of these issues uh, just, just very well. And so uh, in the country he served in East Asia, he wrote this curriculum called the Andrew Project. Mm-hmm. Based on, you know, the passage of Scripture in the Gospels where Andrew brought his friends to Jesus, right? And so, so he wrote this curriculum called the Andrew Project. And, and when people, you know, come to faith in Christ in the context in which he serves, it's the expectation that they immediately turn around mm. and start planting gospel seeds. Mm-hmm. And so, so this Andrew Project curriculum that, that he wrote trains new believers and sharing their faith. That's all it does, right? Exactly. And, and the very first thing that he teaches new believers when they come to faith in Christ is 
Okay, you need to start praying. Mm. You need to start praying for three opens. Mm-hmm. You think about it, Trey. Prayer is at the heart of the mission. That's right. I mean, the, the more we come before God and ask him to, to open our eyes and to open the hearts of people, the, the more it compels us, right? God works in our lives as we seek him, giving us a heart that desires to see people come to faith in Christ. So what I want us to do, what we're going to do today, we're going to talk through these three opens, oh, especially yeah. as we're looking toward in our church, this crusade coming up and, and beyond. And if you're listening and you're not part of the Northwood family, again, we think this is going to be really helpful for you because these three opens, we've prayed them here at Northwood over and over again. And, and I hope that as we just talk through these today, uh, that it'll encourage you to pray. It also encourage you to stay on mission, especially during this time of pandemic. And, as a church also, we've done Oikos cards, and mm-hmm. we have the idea has been to start this process of praying right, for these people. Right. I just want to remind our people and everyone, actually, that this is the time. Yeah, now is the absolutely. time for these eight, absolutely. ten people you've been praying for. This is the time to get them in to hear the yeah. gospel that you've been praying That's for. That's right. And when we say the word Oikos, if you're not familiar with that word, we're not talking about the Greek yogurt. We're talking about, we're talking <laughs> about you're right, we're talking about the Greek word for household, uh-huh. that, that God has given us all a circle of influence. There's eight to ten people that in the sovereignty of God, he has placed in your life, Amen. whether it's a family member, whether it's a coworker, that that. People, God has placed people around you for you to intentionally share the gospel mm-hmm. with. And so we've challenged our people to daily pray for their oikos, those eight to ten people mm-hmm. that God has put in their path uh, that he wants them to have influence over. And, and that's the same thing in the Andrew Project. What Jerry would say, he would say, okay, you start praying every day for five, six, seven people. Pray these three opens. And so that's what we're going to talk about for just, few, just a few moments. Okay, so the three opens we're going to talk about. First of all, the first one is Ask God to open hearts. Open hearts. Now, when we talk about opening hearts, one, we're talking about opening your own heart. Mm. Because let's be honest, Trey, it's easy for us as individual followers of Jesus to have a closed heart when it comes to sharing our faith. Mm. Yes, because we just be. don't think about it sometimes. We we get so wrapped up in our own world and our own stuff and what's going on over the course of our lives that we just don't think evangelistically. I think we think of it as extra. extra. Well, I'll do that. That that's the extra part. Or we think about it as something we do, um, you know, as a program at the church. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Right. So so you know, the Team Impact Crusade coming up for us. That's our time of evangelism. Mm-hmm. That's the week we do it. Instead of seeing it as what we're called to do every single day of our lives. Amen. And so part of it is asking God to simply open our hearts. And you think about, Trey, what has helped me over the years to, to open my heart um, is, is praying, obviously, asking God to open my heart, mm-hmm. but also seeing with my own eyes the lostness that's around me. Mm. For example, uh, you know, I've had the opportunity, and you have too, Trey, to have gone on a number of international mission trips. And something about being on those international mission trips, it really does bring home the reality that there are a lot of lost people in this world. The lostness is just overwhelming. There are a lot of lost people that are going to die and spend an eternity apart from the presence of God. Mm -hmm. Right? And so just putting myself in areas where I see lostness has been really helpful for me and, 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 has compelled me to pray even more that God open my heart, open my heart that on a daily basis I will see that there is lostness that surrounds me. I was, um, you know, 
I came to faith in Christ at a young age. I was six or seven years old when I came to faith in Christ. So I, for most of my life, I've been a, a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I've been a believer in Jesus Christ. This past Sunday, we had Johnny Hunt with us, and he, he gave uh, part of his testimony, which he has a phenomenal testimony. That's not his story. You know, he told his story and talked about how he was, you know, uh, the manager of a pool room and, and just lived uh, a terrible, sinful life mm-hmm. before he came to faith in Christ. I bet you for Johnny Hunt, and I bet you for not only him, but others who have a, a past before Christ where, you know, they maybe weren't living in a way at all that was consistent with what God would have them to do. They can look back at how God saved them from that. Yeah, I think so. God saved them out of a lot of lostness. Yeah. And how that compels them now uh, to, 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 one, live for Jesus, but also, man, when you realize how lost you were, mm. and then you see people as lost as you once were, mm. how can that not, you know, compel you to share the hope that saved you? See what I'm saying? I, I, I'm not quite, I don't have quite the dynamic testimony he has, but certainly I got saved at a later age, was not raised in a Christian home at all. Uh, I came to Christ on my own, yeah. begging my parents. So the same thing happened to me. When I got saved, I had to tell everybody what right. happened to me. Right. I had been changed. So. Because that, that, that just huge change yeah. in your life should compel you to mm. reach out to those who do not know Christ so they can experience that that same change. So so just that the idea of praying for God to open your heart and to do whatever it takes to open your heart, to put you in places where you see with your mm. own eyes the lostness yeah. or to remind you of your lostness where you once were before you came to faith yeah. in Jesus Christ. God, please do whatever it takes to open my heart to the needs that are around me. But not only open my heart, open the hearts of people in my oikos. Amen. Those five, six, seven, eight people that are in my circle of influence open their hearts. Mm. My, my oldest son, Luke, he placed his faith in Christ, you know, a year or two years ago, and I'm very thankful for that. But now we're praying for our youngest son. Mm-hmm. God, open his heart. Help him to know that you love him, that he's a sinner who needs grace. Or we think about other people in, in, in our family. I've, I, we have family members that, you know, they're far from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Stacy and I are constantly praying. Open their hearts so they might see their need for Jesus. That needs to be not a once-a-month prayer, but a daily prayer. This is the idea, that we're praying for these three opens daily. God, open my heart daily to the lostness that surrounds me. Open the hearts of these people I'm praying for. God, open their hearts. And God's faithful to do that, isn't he? He is. You know, I think uh, we underestimate the power of what I call biological evangelism. Make Mm. sure that our kids are safe. Yeah. Make sure that our family members are safe. Yeah. You know, it's okay to ask. You know those questions. Yeah, uh, to, yeah. So biological evangelism is a good thing. Yeah, your as well. greatest mission field is your home, isn't Amen. it? Amen. Amen. I mean, just think about it. I mean, that 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 really is the 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 mandate of Scripture. God said in Genesis chapter one and Genesis chapter two, "Be fruitful and multiply." Mm. Right. That God calls couples to uh, have children so that they can imprint the image of God onto the oh, yeah. lives of their wow. kids. I mean, yes. what, what a powerful way to see the gospel move forward is simply through evangelizing your children or your grandchildren. So, so certainly, but, but again, the three opens, open hearts, open, open heart. my heart, open the hearts of those that, that um, are in my circle of influence that need the saving power Amen. of Jesus Christ. All right, so the first one is ask God to open hearts. Second one, though, is ask God to open the doors. Open the doors. Simple enough. Hey, but here's the reality, Trey. We talk about open doors, and, 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 and we talk about open doors a lot just in the way we talk about faith and opportunities mm-hmm. and ministry. That um, And maybe you've done this over the course of your ministry, Trey. You, you had um, maybe a church contact you to, 
come serve as their pastor, whatever the case may be. And you, you probably said something like this because I've said something like this. God, if this is where you want me to be, open the door. Yeah, if yeah. it's not, shut the door. Yeah, we've said You've that. You've prayed those kinds of things, oh, yeah, right? Definitely. But the reality is when it comes to gospel ministry, I don't know of many closed doors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, just go in, man. Just go in. Like, <laughs> Whatever it and takes. I, and I think that's what it, what it, what it, you know, the attitude we should have is when it comes to sharing the gospel, every door is open. Amen. If, if you know someone in your family that's lost, there's an open door. They need Christ. Because need I don't Christ. think God is going to say to you, no, I don't want you to share the gospel with that person. <laughs> I don't. He's never said that. Right, to me, right. So. right. I mean, so, so just go assuming that every door is open. Pray, pray that God would open the door, obviously. But knowing that as you pray that, you pray, God, open the door. What you're going to see is, man, there's lots of doors that are wide open for you to walk right through and share the gospel. Or you think about it, even like this, Trey, you think about, you know, and I know right now in this COVID-19 pandemic, we're not doing the international travel that we once did as a church because we can't get on planes right now as much as easily as we could, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe a year ago. Um, but but when we talk about, you know, people living on mission and when we, you know, challenge our people to go on mission trips, we often, if God opens the door for me, I'll go on that mission mm-hmm. trip. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. It's just the way I think that that has never been, uh, I, I try to not let that be the attitude for me when it mm-hmm. comes to mission trips, right? Because, you know, the assumption is, okay, every door is open. If, mm-hmm. if there's an opportunity where I can be somewhere that is going to put me in, in, in a place where I'm going to be able to share the gospel, whether it's in North Charleston, whether it's in, you know, somewhere else, or whether it's across the world, I'm just going to assume those doors are open. Exactly. I want to go. Wherever it is that God leads me, I'm going to go. I'm going to assume the door is open. I'm going to be there. Well, I think when they're talking about missions, most of the time they say if God opens the doors, it means if I have the money. Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that that's yeah. one of the big, but I've never, ever yeah, gone God on a mission trip where God pro- yeah, didn't God provide. provides those things. But, but, you know, all we're saying is that, okay, here, here's the three things you need to pray. One, you need to pray that God would open hearts, your heart and the hearts of those mm-hmm. uh, who are far from Jesus, who God has put around you. And second, God opened the door Give me the opportunities. And when you start to pray for God to give you the opportunities to share the gospel, what you're going to notice is those opportunities are unlimited. They mm-hmm. are everywhere. Every door seems to be open. Amen. Because God's just not going to tell you, hey, nah, I don't want you sharing the gospel with that person. I think it was, I, I want to say it was Jay Strack, but he was sharing a story one time. He was just gotten saved. He was sharing the gospel with everyone that he came in contact with. And one guy kind of, much more mature Christian. We need to kind of deal with those guys sometimes. But anyway, says, uh, you know, you don't have to share the gospel with everyone, only the people you're led to. He says, but I'm led to everyone. I'm led to everyone. That's right. I mean, if it's, if it's a lost person, they need to hear I'm yeah. led to everyone. That's exactly Amen. right. So, yeah, ask God to open hearts. Ask God to open the doors. And then third, we need to ask God to open my mouth. That's a big mouth. one, isn't it? Yes. That's the big one. Isn't that's it? the big one. Yeah, so here we have this time of uh, – crusade in our church where, you know, next week we're going to have this team in. And what we're focusing on right now, Trey, is getting our people just to get people here. Mm-hmm. Invite, invite, invite. Mm-hmm. And you think about it, that's pretty easy. Most people are open to an invitation. Sure they are, yeah. Not not just to a crusade, but it's, I mean, I think it's fairly easy to, even in our culture, mm-hmm. to invite people to come to church. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know that, you know, for most people nowadays, a church isn't on their mind. You know, mm-hmm. you think about 30, 40, 50 years ago, um, most everyone was in some sense a cultural Christian. They knew that, that church was important. That's not the same as today, is it? No. Uh, but, 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 you know, still, even though people aren't thinking about church, maybe like they were 30, 40, 50 years ago, I still find that most people are open to an invitation. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, hey, I think come so. to church. I think you would enjoy the the message. I think you would enjoy. I'll take you to lunch afterwards. I, I've just found over the course of my life that you know I I don't get a whole lot of yeah I ain't never going to do that. Now mm-hmm. sometimes I do, but most people you know will consider Im- invitation. And then if I say hey I'll come by and pick you up or whatever, most people are really open to that. Wasn't it Rainer that said something along the lines of 70-something, 78% of yeah. people will go to church with you if you say, I'll come pick you up? Yeah, sure did. Sure Whether did. they you pick them up or not, you just right, tell right, them that. Right, so. right. And so, I mean, I think people in our culture are still open to an invitation. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is lots of people are just spiritually curious. Mm-hmm. That's right. They want to know what goes on in the church or whatever the case may be. So we still have in our culture, whether they identify as Christian or not, uh, people who are spiritually curious. And so, you know, an invitation to church really still works. And mm-hmm. think about this evangelistic crusade. We're bringing in these men, and we interviewed a couple weeks ago on our podcast one of the team member uh, team impact members, Keenan, uh, Keenan, I think it was Smith. Keenan Smith, right. yes. But he said, man, we're just the bait, mm-hmm. right? We, we bring, we do all these feats of strength uh, to, to draw people in so that we can share the gospel with That's them. That's right. It's going to be real easy over the next couple of weeks to get people to come to this event. Because Super easy. Yeah, it's just a really cool thing to come and see, you know? And so imitations are, are are easy ways to get people inside a building where they might hear the gospel. But, but Trey, when we talk about opening our mouths, that's not really what we're talking about. No, we're not. We want people that's, to invite people yeah. to church. We want people to invite people to a crusade. But that's not sharing the gospel, is it? Mm-mm. I mean, what God wants for you, he certainly wants you to invite people to church. That's a good thing. But he wants you to actually open your mouth and talk about the death and resurrection of Jesus and how that changes lives. Amen. Amen. That's exactly right. And unfortunately, most people stop at the invitation. Right. And I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm like you. Don't please yeah, invite please, people. Invite They're going to hear the gospel invite here. Everybody. But the point is, is that we've got to be, you know, personally involved with yeah. the gospel as well. Yeah. So pray that God would open your mouth. And here's the deal. There are some of you listening today that you have been praying. You've been praying for weeks or months, maybe even years for a coworker that you know is far from Jesus, you've been praying. You've been praying, but you haven't opened your mouth yet. Do it. You got to do it. You have a relationship with that person. You love that person. And they know they, and know, they know that. You know, they know that. Go ahead and show that love to that person by opening your mouth and telling that person, hey, I've, I've got something I want to share with you. I want to share with you what has radically changed my life is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Can I take five minutes and just share with you what Jesus has done in my life? Mm. Exactly. How he died for me and rose again for me, and my life has never been the same since I understood that and placed my faith in him. You know, I, I think we make it harder than it really is, we do. and we've got to be very careful about overthinking it. Yeah. Just, you'll have an opportunity. And I always tell people, when the when a spiritual conversation starts up, that's the opportunity. That's right. That's God right. is leading them. Start to work. Trey, I've been at this a long time. You've been at this a long time, too. I mean, I, I know that we all run into people from time to time who are closed mm. to conversations about faith, about Christianity, about the gospel. But what I've found over and over and over again, the majority, the vast majority of people really are open to having mm-hmm. conversations. They are. That doesn't mean every conversation is going to end with somebody giving their life to Jesus. Mm. But, but there are a lot of people who really will listen to a conversation or engage in a conversation and so just open your mouth and see what god does be faithful we might be the one that plants the seed we might be the one that waters the seed or we might be the one that harvests the seed as as the apostle paul told us but we got to be involved in all three of those things yeah yeah so so definitely pray pray for you know open hearts pray for open doors and pray for uh an open mouth amen pray 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 
and then act on those prayers. You right? got to you got to move. Act. That's right. Do what God is calling you to do. Well, Be on mission. Well, Pastor, what do we do? And this is maybe a good question. Um, you know, everybody says, well, I'm going to bring them to the pastor. Uh, right. They need the Lord. I'm going to bring them to the pastor. I'm going to bring them to uh, Pastor Trey, Pastor Tommy, Pastor Randy, whoever, Pastor Logan. Uh, you know, we're always willing to share the gospel, but should that be our end goal? I'll tell you what, Trey. Um, if, if you if you say to me, I'm going to bring my friend to you, mm-hmm. to, you know, so you can share the gospel with him, I'll say, please do, because mm-hmm. I want people to of hear course. the gospel. Yeah. So, if, you know, you come to me one Sunday morning and say, hey, I got a buddy. Well, I'm, I'm going to bring him to you so you can share the gospel with him. I'm, I'm not going to turn that away. I'm going to say, come on, bring him. I mm-hmm. want to share the gospel with that person, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to say, you know him. Mm. Just think how powerful it would be if you heard the gospel from your lips. Yeah, yeah. Sure, bring him to me, but hey, before you do, why don't you go ahead and share the gospel with him yourself and Amen. see how that works out, and then bring him to me. I think that's good. You know? That's a good I mean, way to handle it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to turn away anybody. I'll share the gospel with everybody. Of course. But, man, and you know this from experience, Trey, it's one thing to um, bring someone to your pastor. It's another thing when you actually have the opportunity. Wow. And it's just huge. the joy, and because you know, we've heard it, we've heard testimony after testimony in our own church, mm. even this year, mm-hmm. of people maybe for the first time who've opened their mouths and shared the gospel, and the the joy and the fulfillment and the sense of obedience that accompanied that gospel conversation. It's powerful when you have the opportunity. Even even if that person does not uh, respond by giving their lives to Jesus in that moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just planted the seed, like you said, Trey. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to know that you were obedient to the Lord and you did what God wanted you to do. That's Amen. a good thing, isn't it? Amen. Well, Pastor Tommy, this has been more than just a reminder. This has been a great encouragement to get out there mm-hmm. and share the gospel. So as we look forward to next week and closing this week, why don't you just uh, let us know where we need to go from here. Yeah, we hope that today's episode has been helpful for you, and we hope it has encouraged you to pray, to pray that God would open your heart, that he would open doors, and he would open your mouth. And if this episode has encouraged you we do hope you would share this with a friend and we hope that you would subscribe to our podcast so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week we hope you would leave us a five-star review to help get the word out about our podcast and we hope as always that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life